Voga Online Radio, your inspiration radio station. You are on uh, the Hope Makers Show, and I need a shave. Uh, <laughs> probably a shower, but definitely a shave. <laughs> so when I am done uh, here, uh, I will I will go and and help myself. Uh, and my and my head, my my, my long suffering head, uh, and mm-hmm. give it a little bit of hope. But I have uh, Amy Novotny on my on the show. Uh, Amy, uh, Amy, and I we spoke a couple of a couple of months ago because um, mm-hmm. we are uh, you know all of these people are hope makers. So with, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like just speaking to all of them. But Amy and I spoke. Um, couple of a couple of months ago, she was giving me an idea about what she does and mm-hmm. and, and, and all of that, and it's actually quite fascinating uh, the work that you do, um, especially now for people who are uh, very stressed. Because um, I I have a sense, and tell me if I'm wrong before we even mm-hmm. go into all the other uh, stuff. It, I I have a feeling people are many people not everyone but many people are going through a post traumatic stress uh, disorder of sorts and because it can be quite uh, subtle you wouldn't necessarily know you have it uh, unless it's uh, quite severe but I think there's many people I've come across, and I think I've actually have have had it as well. Uh, it just hit me one day. I was like, "Oh my God, I actually might have PTSD um, mm-hmm. from COVID." What do you think? Welcome to the show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Mangesi. Yes, it's a wonderful pleasure to be here. It's such an honor, and I think to what you're saying, there has definitely been a lot of triggers through this whole experience that have traumatized people. There's different levels of PTSD, and I'll say that I have experienced it before, and I was to the extreme where I spontaneously cried three times, ten times a day. Um, And I think there are people who have gone through wars or other severe traumas who they have emotional reactions and their body responds in certain ways that they can't really control. And then there are some lesser forms of that that maybe people are also experiencing in response to COVID and the pandemic and ultimately the isolation that it has led to and the fears that are implanted in everyone's minds about what to do, what do we know, what we don't know. And all of that is very disruptive to hope. It's disruptive to our bodies and our health. So I definitely work with people on all scales of the PTSD realm, as well as other other types of mental stress, emotional stress. Yes, yes, yeah. And it's actually quite interesting that I should bring it up with you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I say I, this wasn't planned. It was just a thought that has been mm-hmm. preoccupying me for 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 for, for most of the. Um, uh, the weekend and I was, uh, uh, since I, I I spoke to one of my friends and and, and he, he was like going like oh, I think I'm really stressed and then I kind of like realized because I kind of I, 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 I think I shared this uh, at our last meeting uh, that I I feel I've come out of uh, that doldrums that I was in uh, for mm-hmm. like the whole year uh, mm-hmm. with COVID in, in, in January 
this year. So, Dr. Amy Novotny, that's what I should have said, actually. <laughs> so, what do you want people to know about you before we start? Because I just went in into the deep end. We'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> Why not jump in heavy, right? Um, <laughs> what I want people to know about me, I, I guess, is above anything, I just want people to feel better. And when people feel better, they impact other people in their life and there's more smiles, there's more laughter, there's more love. And my work is really about giving people hope in the sense that when you feel safe and secure in your body and you feel your body has freed up from the stresses of life or your past, you just shine. You shine inwardly, you shine outwardly, Everyone around you just shines as well because they feel your energy, your vibration. And that's really what my work is about and how I help people and all over the world. Just how do we get you out of that chronic pain or out of that stress, out of that misery? And sometimes it looks like helping, you know, I run really long distances, so it's sometimes helping people do long uh, marathons or 100 mile races, or sometimes it means just getting someone through a stressful event. I mean, it looks like different ways for different people. And that's really the essence of me and has been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But that's your work. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? That's a good question. I think I'm still discovering that, <laughs> to be honest. I think um, most of us are, right? Every time yeah. I ask people this question, they go, oh my God, I don't know. Uh, where do I start? <laughs> Um, well, it's true because there are certain, like there are certain characteristics that I know I am. I am, I'm an active person. I am curious. I am loving. I am loyal. I am, um, intellectual. I'm creative. Like these are all qualities that I think make up me and sometimes they evolve, but me in itself is... I'm just a person who who wants to help. Like I really, that is just the core essence of me. And when I'm helping someone, I light up just like I was talking about with other people. It's like, wow, how neat. And it could be taking a photograph because I'm a, wild, a wildlife photographer, nature photographer. And I show that to someone, I see them light up. Okay, well, I just help change their day. It's like, but that's the essence of me is how do, I just want to feel good by helping other people feel good. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the pain awareness, I'm trying to actually mm-hmm. uh, remember the, the, the full, mm-hmm. the fuller um, <laughs> acronym. Mm-hmm. Pain awareness, breathing, and uh, what's, the, what's the other one? Sorry. I have Relief. <laughs> You're really close. <laughs> Relief. <laughs> really, really close. I'm impressed. Okay, 75%. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You run the PABR Institute. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and what is that about? Because I think that's what we, we spend a lot of time talking about the, 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 the last time. What is that? Sure. Sure. So it's a, it's a business I started. And I work with people to calm down their fight or flight nervous system by changing the way they position their body and ultimately the way they breathe so they can sense their bodies differently. So a lot of times we go through life, 
you know, yeah. you're you're on meetings all day, I'm in meetings all day. You don't really think about what position your body is in, whether you're not in fight or flight mode and how you're breathing. And I, I work with people, we have to bring ourselves back to those three topics, your position, your breathing, your nervous system. If you can get people to, to change how they exist in those three areas, their whole world changes. Chronic pain goes away. The need for many surgeries goes away. Take people off medications, take people out of stress mode, help their sleep. Um, so uh, blood pressure issues, it's all these different topics. And that's what I do with people. I do it through Zoom with people all over the world. And that's the organization that I started. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really about, about healing. So you must, mm -hmm. you must be that you have been busy through, throughout this corona. I have. Yes, I have. I have been busy. And, and you know what? It's good. A lot of people's lives have transformed because they took the steps to learn what I'm talking about. I'm just their guide. They're the ones doing the hard work. They're the ones that are training their internal wiring to change. Yes. And, you know, the beauty of it is this pandemic made us worldwide come closer together and forced us to collaborate with other people in other countries that wasn't as big of a push before. And um, I'll say, like, this is my first time being interviewed um, on a podcast in Africa, and I am I'm really grateful for it, but um, very honored because now I'm reaching a new audience and I can talk to them and say, you know what, let's just change your mindset a little bit. Let's consider something a little bit different about your body that could really change your overall health and you have more control over it. So there is beauty in what we've had to suffer through in this past year, sometimes it takes, you know, time or a couple years later to realize what that beauty is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I think you used the words um, yeah, that, that hooked me, uh, mm -hmm. especially when, uh, just for people that understand uh, neuroscience, um, mm -hmm. you started talking about um, the, the, the fight or flight uh, system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Break us, uh, break that down for for us laymen. What does that mean? Sure, sure. So we have a system, a nervous system in our body called the autonomic nervous system. It helps run a lot of body processes without much thought on our part, like your heart rate, your blood pressure, your digestive tract. Uh, it also controls part of our muscular system. And it controls like our stress levels. So the autonomic nervous system, there's two main components. There's another component, but we're going to, let's talk about the two main components that, that people hear about, which is your fight or flight nervous system, sympathetic, or relaxation nervous system, your parasympathetic. So the, if we think about a time in our life where we had to run out of a burning building, or you can at least manage it if you haven't had that happen. Your body tenses up, you sprint out of the room, that's when you would be in fight or flight mode or sometimes even freeze mode. Now the opposite of that would be resting, digesting, you know, what you're gonna do tonight after work, you just wanna cool down, you're, you wanna go be able to go to sleep, you're just, you're chilling. Now, ideally, we should be spending most of our time in the relaxation resting mode and then periodically spike up into high levels of fight or flight mode. 
Yeah. Now, it's a spectrum. So sometimes you're going to be higher alert state. Other times you're going to be calmer state. But ideally, just to get through our daily life, we want to be in a calmer state for most of our waking and for our sleeping hours. And then periodically, if you have to do a presentation, okay, let's ramp up, let's exuberant, be exuberant and show a lot of energy, but then afterwards, calm back down right away. Um, if you're in like a race, maybe you're running a marathon, you want to be pretty much calm for most of that race until you get to that finish line where you can sprint at the very end. Um, if you're dealing with maybe your kids, you, you want to be pretty calm to handle whatever they throw at you. And yes. every once in a while, maybe go into fight or flight mode for their safety or something. Yes. But yes. often yeah. that doesn't happen that way. And we're, we become very emotionally reactive when we're stuck in fight or flight mode for a prolonged period of time, or we start to develop chronic pain or anxiety attacks or other type of issues. Yeah. You are on the Hope Makers show, and uh, we are mm-hmm. teaching you the the science of your brain. People look at people look at the brain, and then they think, "Okay, so I use I use the brain uh, for thinking." Uh, <laughs> probably yes, uh, you do, <laughs> although many people don't. Um, so that also is not really a given. But uh, what I'm liking about this conversation is it's exposing. Uh, many people, even those people who are not necessarily all the time paying attention to the makings of the engine that's inside of their head, how it actually works. Because I think for me, that center, that little button um, you are talking about is actually the culprit uh, many times in us not really getting what we what we want, right? Because most mm-hmm. of the time, if you are aroused, uh, uh, like you just described, uh, all the time as if we are running away from the tiger um, uh, our, our brain the rest of our brain well, many parts of our brain for thinking kind of shut down and focuses on just making us busy <laughs> but mm-hmm. not not present yes. did I get this right? <laughs> absolutely 100% right you're totally accurate our executive functions our ability to focus hold attention be imaginative or creative all go down when we're in fight or flight mode because our focus becomes very narrow on survival and getting through the next minute yes and i can imagine many of us spend so much time there like yes. probably once. so i don't know what your research is saying but i can imagine that's probably more than 75 percent of the time it's it's high I don't have the exact numbers, but it is really high. I don't know if I've met anyone who can say accurately that they spend at least 50% of their day just in relaxation or a mode that where they feel calm. It's very rare. I, I wonder though, what, what, what the Dalai Lama, uh, where would he be uh, in that? He continuously almost, always seems like he is like very zen. <laughs> I would imagine he would probably be one of the few that could say he spends most of his time in relaxation mode. I would guess that he has this well skill. 
You are on the, on the, on the Hope Makers Show, and uh, we are coming to come back. Uh, we are speaking with Dr. Amy Novotny, um, the founder of the PABR Institute, entrepreneur, child health consultant, pain specialist, photographer, ultra marathoner, and uh, author. Sure. And when do you sleep? <laughs> and you will continue to talk about about the work she does, but also we'll talk about hope. We'll talk about her and everything that I can find my brain to talk about uh, in the little time that we have together. But for now, we need to take some music uh, because on uh, uh, Online Radio, we have more music, more inspiration. Hi there, this is Samohanguna. Catch me every day just after 3 p.m. for Vocal Sports Hour where we speak everything sports only on vocaonlineradio.co.za. See you there. Please see you there. You're listening to Vuka Online. You are rocking with the best. Welcome back uh, to uh, the Hope Makers Show. And uh, you are with Mongus. Uh, connect with me if you want uh, to connect with me. Uh, not today, because today I am... Uh, not shaved so you won't you won't actually like you won't actually like what you see uh, if you connect with me right now <laughs> but if you go and check me out at Online radio or otherwise uh, at mongas sima karima uh, everywhere you'll see um i generally look much better than i look today uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm obsessed about it. I had a job interview. Uh, I had a job interview earlier. I still get job interviews, even if I uh, uh, have my uh, my own little world that I, fi- I figured that I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just I, I I I had an interview with someone um, in New York who kind of is looking uh, to 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 use me for. A particular project, so I, I, I hope he doesn't mind. And uh, he didn't mind the fact that I did not shave today for a change. I was in relaxation mode. <laughs> you were. Let's, let's talk about hope. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so um, I, I mean, I keep referencing the 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 the, the COVID era because for me, it's probably been um, in my whole life uh, the time that I've been. Uh, almost the most hopeless uh, at some mm-hmm. point because I was gonna, um, in fact, after I caught COVID, which is kind of uh, after I came out of the hospital, which is kind of weird uh, because you would imagine that if I get out of hospital, I should be having a lot more hope. Um, when have you ever been been uh, hopeless, and, and and how did you get out of it? So a couple times, actually several times in my life, um, I think the most recent was I was in a situation and um, I was hired to travel around the world with a world famous photographer to help keep him out of a couple surgeries. And at that time, um, I was doing the process, you know, my own business and the situation didn't turn out to be as good as I expected. Um, the working conditions in which he had me under were very hostile and I didn't think I could get out of it and I didn't know how to get out of it. And each day I was facing very harsh conditions. And this is what actually led to me when I finally got away from this man, that I had PTSD. But when I was in the situation, I felt very hopeless. I was traveling around the world, which 
you know, I was taking beautiful photos, but each day the conditions in which I was in, the environment I was in and the interactions were so negative and so jarring to me as an individual and so hostile that I had no hope. I had no hope for a better life. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get out of the situations. I didn't know my legal obligations because I was traveling around the world and I was not in the United States to, you know, discuss with a lawyer how I could get out of this horrible situation. And I'll, I'll be honest, I had no hope. I was, I cried a lot. Um, I became very depressed. I, um, I kind of turned away from people because I was very ashamed of what was going on and I didn't have resources to get out of it. Mm. And um, it was a very scary time. And I had a few friends who kind of pulled me up and I started talking to them. I started explaining what was going on. And so they pulled their resources. They helped me get out of that situation. I talked to lawyers. I came up with a plan. And the things that really helped me were one, connection. So I had to be vulnerable and be okay with being vulnerable that I was in a bad situation. And two, knowledge and clarity. Those are those are huge when it comes to hope because when I didn't have hope, it was because I didn't have knowledge of my situation, how to handle it legally, and I didn't have clarity on the next steps. So as soon as I was able to get those, I was able to start making plans for how do I get out of this situation safely and legally so that my health is no longer harmed. Yeah. And I though and I had to take the steps. I had to go through the, that process to realize connection, clarity and knowledge were huge for me to develop hope that my situation was going to change, it was going to improve and I would escape. Yeah. It's fascinating you use the the, 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 the knowledge piece, um, mm-hmm. uh, seeking knowledge as mm-hmm. one of the key tools uh, towards um, creating a sense of hopefulness. Um, so I um, I had someone give me, a, people who are listening to the show, um, uh, give me feedback to say, you know, uh, one of the things we enjoy so far about the show is the fact that um, you hear all of these people who are really important people and you're thinking they don't have problems. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we listen uh, to the show, we hear that, wow, um, everybody has problems. So uh, mm-hmm. I am not alone. So yes. so as I'm listening to you, I'm hearing that come through because first of all, there's something there about uh, paying attention and maybe it's my process that I'm putting in but that's kind of like this it sounded like it's the steps <laughs> that I heard mm. uh, and I want to explore this whole issue down about tears and shame but there's something there about paying attention to your emotions paying attention uh, acknowledging and being and being where you are uh, mm-hmm. with your feelings and all of that and then of course there will be judge- there will be self-judgment there will be uh, self-flagellation that continues there. That's probably not very helpful. But I want to talk a little bit about that. But I hear then the almost uh, then the step that kind of started getting you out was connecting to friends, connecting to other uh, mm-hmm. people that, that are helpful and useful. And and I know um, from my own little science that um, many times when 
people are sitting in a space of hopelessness, um, it's very difficult to reach out mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and ask for help. So what made it easier for you or, or does it or does it come easy anyway? It doesn't because one of one of the fight or flight responses is when we're in trouble, it's to close down. We freeze. So innately in human beings, when we're struggling, we push everyone away because that is part of our guarded nervous system response. So that makes it hard for people without hope. They are in a fight or flight state. They're not going to turn to other people. And often the environment they are in doesn't present them with a person that is a shining beacon of hope. Often the people that are there that are around them are also suffering from hopelessness or some type of depression or a negative thought pattern. So it's almost as if you have to look just outside your immediate environment and say, okay, who do I know who's not going to be judgmental, who will take the time to listen to me and who I admire who can help me take the next step to find clarity or knowledge or just even some type of connection. And it's, you have to dig deep for that. You really do. Or, you know, you hear someone speak, reach out to them. If someone resonates with you, reach out to them. You never know who might respond. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I think I I like that because I think um, there's something there about, um, because there's, there's also hope in understanding that there is a next step, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the step you are in is not the last step uh, mm-hmm. of the process. Um, I, I love models because I find that when I work with models, they kind of give people a bit of a perspective around the journey of their emotions or the journey of their life or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But then I'm hearing at some point you will reach out uh, if you're sitting in the doldrums, be in the doldrums, but with the knowledge uh, and the faith and the belief, you will come out. It might not be when you want, <laughs> yes. but, but it will, you will. And I'm, I'm hearing something also about listen to the voice uh, because there's always that little voice that tells you what's next. Uh, mm-hmm. Be present in that space. It's not some uh, religious, spiritual um it is actually mm-hmm. how 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 the brain works but then let's then go to this piece around seeking knowledge mm-hmm. yes why does it's, it work because part of gaining safety and security in our body is having knowledge When we have knowledge, it makes us feel as though we have some type of control over our choices and where we're going. If we're going blindly, let's say I decide all of a sudden to move to Africa. I don't know much about living in Africa. You know, I've heard things here or there, but I don't know much about it. So going there and making that decision, I would feel have some anxiety I might feel hopeless because I'm like, I don't know how to get a house. I don't know where I want to live. I would feel very overwhelmed. 
But now let's say I spoke to someone like you. I did some research online. I started finding, I started gaining some knowledge about Africa and where I might want to live. I'm going to have some hope that it's all going to work out. So there is whatever we feel like we're lacking in knowledge, just by gaining some knowledge, taking that dive, speaking to someone, doing some research online or somewhere else. That gives us a little bit of hope. Ooh, okay. I think my skills might be enough for me to move there. I am now arming myself with some sense of security and safety because now I have more clarity. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, does this make so much sense to me? It mm-hmm. makes so much sense when you put it that way because I actually can think about it also in a different in a different way. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it when we think about um, uh, 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 racist, sexist, homophobes, uh, mm-hmm. all of these isms um, mm-hmm. hold about other people. I have a sense uh, or at least an experience that uh, a lot of this also comes from lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, when people don't know enough about you, they mm-hmm. then will put you in a particular small box um, mm-hmm. of knowledge that they have and it fills them with so much fear and anxiety. How do I deal with this uh, a very smart, very different, uh, very tall, very short, uh, very loud, very quiet? It doesn't matter because it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what your characteristic is, it will be very something mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to a person who doesn't know enough about you and, yes. and we tend to then respond to people who don't know anything about us as if they are actually um, attacking us um, but uh, they actually don't know any better mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> absolutely so many negative emotions and feelings come from fear generating those experiences and those feelings Mm. often without because of a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding yes 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 and, and, and i like your process when you come back i want to talk a little bit about the pabr mm-hmm. process because i'm can i can hear it a little bit you know like uh, mm-hmm. uh, here because there's that something there around the awareness piece and then because uh, mm-hmm. if i understand that science correctly i can actually understand how at first you are stuck in this uh, fight or flight space mm-hmm. or freeze. And so you can't even go and seek knowledge um, at, at this Mm-mm. point. But uh, I'm hearing something there about then be aware that you are there and then um, and then be fine with the fact mm-hmm. that you are there, you will get out. But when we come back, I wanna talk about it. I wanna talk about that, but I also wanna talk a little bit about uh, what does hope mean for you? And maybe extend this conversation a little bit because um, I know sometimes we tend to focus on one part of the world and say, oh, yeah, there's a war on this side of the world. But I, I think we've been going through some unprecedented times. Um, uh, uh, it almost felt like in 2018, 2019, the world was getting a little better, although everybody was busy. But it looked like all of us were asleep and running. Uh, and then, boom, comes Corona. Uh, um, forces us to sit down and look at the world and then we start realizing oh my god actually the world was going to hell in the handbasket sorry forget my language <laughs> mm-hmm. 
take the children out of the room mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um but it looks like everything has unraveled but has forced us to become a lot more human a lot more aware a lot more conscious and perhaps it looks like now we have a choice we have more options that actually enable us to make a choice that's kind of where i am i want to check where are you in, in terms of this am i talking nonsense what what do you see about at the macro level the global world around us but uh, you are on the hope maker show and uh, we are with uh, dr amy nobody and uh, she is an entrepreneur paint specialist photographer and uh, ultra marathon i also want to talk about this ultra marathon because i don't understand why people do this to themselves <laughs> <laughs> it, it just hurts <laughs> but we'll be back uh, after this break Broadcasting worldwide online 24/7. It's Buga Online, your inspiration radio station. Station. Welcome back uh, to uh, I almost said Leadership Mondays. Um, so uh, I, I, I mean, I have three shows on the radio. Um, so I'm like lucky. Busy <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah. So on Monday, I have a leadership uh, leadership Mondays show. So mm-hmm. just talk to people like you about leadership and, mm-hmm. and just make leadership accessible to everyone in a sense. So get some master classes around that. Um, nice. You know. And then on Tuesday now, I have this, which is the Hope Makers, and hopefully bring hope to uh, some people. Our intention is to bring hope to a million people. So share share this uh, share this. Uh, uh show it is on the podcast as well if you go to everyonelandradio.co.za uh, and you go and you click on podcast you can then click there any of the podcast uh, things google podcast anchor podcast doesn't matter the one that you use just click on it and then you will also have these shows sitting on your on your device i actually do advise you to get an app we have an app but you don't have to use our app for online radio app um you can use any uh, app that actually captures uh, online radio uh, because we want to make sure it's accessible 1 million people so share if you find that this thing is giving you hope thank you to westwood international and uh, 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 greg there has uh, uh, has has been gen- uh, kind to actually sponsor this conversation so we are kind of excited about it i mean let's talk let's talk a little bit about so when we when we just before the break i could hear this thing about you how you got out of hopelessness and it felt like it's a process uh, of sorts to me mm-hmm. um in, in 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 this instance what does hope mean for you does do you have a definition or is it something like i know it when i feel it i think for me it, and i'm sure it's changed over time but it's almost this feeling inside us that things can improve or be better than right now and that i have some influence over it yeah yeah and and, and i see how that could be now when you then talked about the knowledge piece mm-hmm. uh, because the knowledge piece would then connect to have some influence because the hopelessness is when you feel like you cannot influence it at all right absolutely and i base our feeling of hope in our nervous system the more we're out of fight or flight mode the more we can have hope 
And the more we can control about how we feel in our body and what's going on in our life, the more we can have hope. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I, mm. I would I would have loved to say say it again, but I usually I know when people say that they are saying it in the moment and they can't even. Say it. I know. <laughs> Don't ask me to repeat that. <laughs> that sounded so cool. That sounded so cool. So uh, just listen to the show again and then there you uh, and coach coach yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. I always ask people this question: um, What the world needs now is dot dot dot. What would you add there? I would say the world needs more connection. So, part of the pandemic is we pushed isolation to keep people away from each other to avoid getting sick, and that conditioned people to have fear and to push each other away. We are coming back together, but I think the world needs more connection even so to love on each other, to hold each other's hands, to share energy, to bolster each other up, to show instances of hope, to share ideas, to give people ideas of hope. I just think the world needs connection. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 I, and I think we, we, we kind of got really connected, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, as a result, I'm, I've never been so aware. I think you said this at the beginning when we started as well. I've never been so aware of the 197 odd countries uh, in such a close proximity. But mm-hmm. I think for me, the, 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 there's, a, there's something though also about the connectedness that if we are not paying attention, uh, might get us in trouble. Uh, uh, when you think about, for example, the, the, the way all of us are connected uh, anyway, um, but we need to now pay more attention to that kind of, what, how, what do we do with that connectedness? Um, mm-hmm. Petrol prices are going up because uh, uh, mm-hmm. there's a war in Ukraine and then mm-hmm. um, but somewhere in Mozambique they discover oil and then uh, somewhere in Namibia they discover oil and then but there's something that's going on uh, in uh, uh, Argentina so it's always almost like um, it doesn't really matter where in the world you are anymore you can't afford to just be looking in your own little space without paying attention to the world. Yeah. What do you think about that statement? I completely agree. We all depend on each other. And honestly, I feel like my life is more fulfilled when I'm learning about people from other countries. When I realize that, okay, I depend on their resources, they might depend on mine. How beautiful is that? That people live in different lifestyles different cultures, different environments, different religions. How beautiful is it that we can, if we focus on connection and how much we need each other, like we can create so much. I mean, the beauty in creation out there is, is truly phenomenal. And if we can focus on that more, on what we can create using each other's talents instead of what we lack, I mean, who knows where we can go with it. Mm, yeah, yeah. What do you do to bring hope to the world? I would say 
my daily work with people it helps bring hope because I'm changing the way someone feels and the way they think. And if their thought process changes, their brain chemistry changes, which allows them to interact differently with other people. And that's going to create a more positive relationship. Like if, for instance, you know, I work with a lady, she's having horrible knee pain, supposed to have a knee replacement surgery. I work with her, she gets out of the knee replacement. She now cancels her knee replacement surgery. Now she can tell all of her family she doesn't need help to have the surgery because she's now pain-free. She can go travel the world, do whatever she wants. And now because she was guided to calm her nervous system down, she got out of pain. She now influenced probably another 50 or 100 people because their lives are not going to be influenced by her having this surgery. So sometimes bringing hope means affect one person. Yes. And let it spread. Yes. Yes. That sounds powerful, actually, when you think about it that way. Hey? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you, 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 you keep using the word uh, pain. And, and, and I'm, 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 I'm away again. Back. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely not intended, guys. I P-A-B-R. So there's awareness mm-hmm. there. <laughs> so, yeah. So is that how this PABR works, um, in a mm-hmm. sense? Uh, There's the, the something they best about pain. You should be feeling mm-hmm. some kind of pain. Yes, it could be. And it doesn't have to be physical pain. It could be emotional. It could be mental. It could be other types of pain. But there is oh. some some pain that someone is suffering, um, health-related, mental health, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we need to bring, one, awareness to their body of of that pain plus awareness of how their body is storing that epa- that pain or distraught feeling the body carries it and so there is aware- awareness training on how your body is storing that and what we are doing that keeps us in that pain so then we can then find relief through breathing and positioning so there is a process of doing that, and that's how you can get people hope on a different life. Yeah, and it sounds so simple because you used the <laughs> breathing there, and, I, mm-hmm. you know, and, and but I've learned now because uh, it used to be that uh, long before this PC. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> 20, 2019 BC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. Whenever people, whenever people would go like, oh, I'm, I'm going like, because uh, I had this practice. Whenever I would meet people, I'll go like, um, they, they would greet me and say, "How are you?" And I would tell them exactly how I am. I'm fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm great. I'm, or when I'm sad, I'm sad. I'm irritated. I'm annoyed. Um, um, I would say, it, and it obviously would shock people because I, okay, I wasn't really asking because many people are not really asking, right? It's no. an automatic thing that. Yeah, <laughs> doing. so I would say it, but most uh-huh. of the time the word the, the word was fantastic because I, I was feeling quite good. I would switch on switch on my uh, gratitude space and just be fine, you know. Uh, but then, of course, uh, um, this thing the big C came on, and then mm-hmm. um, oh, and then and, and one of what one thing that used to surprise me PC, was people saying. Uh, when you then greet them, they would say, "Oh well, I'm I'm breathing." 
as long as I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to be brother. Like, oh my God, that's like such a low bar. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> be breathe, you can just be breathing, be fantastic, be connected, be amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the big C came and I learned the big lesson. Mm-hmm. It's important first to breathe. It is. It is. And your breathing mechanics change based on the state you're in. If you're in fight or flight mode, your breathing pattern changes to reflect that and keep you there. If you're in relaxation mode, you can shift your breathing into one where you use more of the diaphragm, which further then calms you down even more. So we get into these breathing cycles where if we're caught fight or flight mode, if you get stuck there, your breathing reflects that. And that's often how people get stuck and they don't know how to change because they feel like they can never relax or calm down or their mind is racing. And with COVID that attacked obviously the breathing mechanisms and people learned how vital it was to be able to breathe in terms of the mechanics. But we take it for granted and we don't realize that our breathing mechanics actually shift through our life on a daily basis, on a yearly basis. And we can have influence over that. We can shift it back to when we're breathing like a little kid. Mm. How do little kids breathe They breathe very, very nice in terms of when you look at like a little toddler, their rib cage is down in front, their belly's out. They are supporting their diaphragm. And then when they breathe in, they fill in their lungs. They aren't belly breathing where they do abdominal distension and shove their belly out. They aren't chest breathing where they lift up their ribs. They breathe in and there's a gentle three-dimensional expansion of their lungs to get air in. Mm. They haven't learned to suck up their gut, go into a Superman posture and pull their shoulders back and stick out their chest. Which (laughs) That, and I hate to say this, a lot of people won't like this, but that right there changes you into a fight or flight mechanism of breathing, which most people don't like to hear. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Actually, you're right. Yeah, actually, Mm -hmm. now that you say it, I can see see Mm -hmm. how that mechanism works because then it kind of makes your lungs smaller, right? Um, And and you Mm -hmm. don't get as much air in and and, and you kind of like to, oh my God, I'm like losing breath. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you start spiraling. Yes, yes. Because as soon as you lift up your chest and say, I'm going to make my tummy flat to get rid of my gut and I'm going to pull my shoulders back because someone told me my spine should be flat and straight instead of the gentle curves. Soon as you do that, now you have to lift up your ribs to breathe or you try shoving out your belly to somehow bring your diaphragm down and it goes against you and all of a sudden your breathing becomes more shallow and then you go into fight or flight mode and... Wow, I mean, we can talk about this the whole morning. This, <laughs> this, this is just amazing. Just that, that's particular that that small piece about breathing. Because mm-hmm. up, up until this year, I, can, I mean, well, up until twenty twenty one, I can tell you, uh, breathing, um, yeah, it was there, but it was like secondary, like when I'm mm-hmm. meditating or something. But now, mm-hmm. um, I need to breathe first, and, mm-hmm. and I, I can hear how it is also a gift. And the fact that we don't have to pay attention to it, but it is even more a gift if you're paying attention to the mechanism 
and you leverage on it to give you better health, which sounds like that's how you bring hope to the world. Yes. That's, uh, that's amazing, amazing. So we usually give people a challenge. Uh, 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 we do two things. One, we leave people with a, a bit of a challenge. So somebody who's listening right now, what would be one challenge uh, you give to the listeners as we wrap up? I would say, I challenge you for the rest of this year, every single day, go out and make someone's life better and expect nothing in return. Yeah. It could mean buying someone a drink or a food or doing something that brings a smile. But I challenge you every single day to go impact someone's life in your world or even someone new, but do not ask for anything in return and do not expect anything in return. You heard that, you heard that, so go. And in fact, that's actually quite interesting with all the conversations that I've been having. It comes out as a, as a great way to actually also get out of your own challenges, out of your own mm -hmm. problems. It's like you, to create hope for yourself, go and create hope for someone else. Uh, somehow it pays itself back in your body it's kind of quite quite, quite fascinating and, and then we always close with a song with a song um what song would you want me to play for you either your favorite song or it doesn't matter what song would be amazing for, for me to play for you that's funny i and this has nothing to do with this um interview but there is a song by mumford and sons called there will be time yes Yes. It's one of my favorite songs, and I listen to it all the time. Wow. <laughs> I'm serious. I do. And it has an African group with it, and it was that was the best part, because just the combination of the two cultures and the two groups and the message of There Will Be Time, yes. I, I dance around to this song a lot. <laughs> nice. There you go. You see? And mm -hmm. It has been waiting for a moment like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Amy Novotny, thank you so much. Uh, the, the Institute founder for the PABR Institute, entrepreneur, telehealth consultant, pain specialist. Oh, I didn't even speak about the ultra marathon, but we'll yeah. talk about it another time because okay. uh, we have we have what we call the, uh, the, the 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 I don't know if you've heard of it, um, the, the Comrades Marathon here. Yes. Uh, uh huh. Bloody eighty-nine kilometers. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't get it. <laughs> One day I will do that one. <laughs> you are welcome. It awesome. Is, it, 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 for for somebody who's an ultra marathoner, mm -hmm. it probably is nothing to you. How? What is the longest you've done? Hundred and three miles. Ah, oh, no, no, no. Then, yeah. then, then you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, then that you, one will be fine. Thank you so much. We've run, thank we've you. run completely out of time, and um, to all of you listeners. Um, Thank you for, for chilling with us. I know uh, sometimes you're like, hey, dude, you, you talk too much. We wanna, we wanna listen to the, to, to, the, um, to the guest. Hey, me, I'm here for the conversation. So we're talking. But here's one thing I wanna leave you with. Remember that hope is the seed of data in our heads that tells us that it will be all right if we nurture it. I wish you a lovely week. Until we meet again next week, with yet another hope maker. In the meantime, here is uh, uh, the Mumfords, and uh, uh, what's the song? Uh, there will be, there will be time, right? Yes, yes. There will, 
time. Amy, thank you so much. Thank you so much.